Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host via Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochilpreno. Hello, Andy. Good afternoon. Good morning here. Still morning, yeah. How you doing? I'm doing great. Hanging in there. Just been uh, hunkered down, watching election results. Are you? you? Doing Well... Tuesday night, I was watching all the election stuff, and then yesterday, it was like, oh, okay, wake up, a lot had happened, but still wasn't over, and then yesterday, I was just like, well, at some point, they got to call one of these two states, and and we'll know who the next president's going to be, and I literally just sat and watched CNN all day and was like, they're not going to do anything, and then I was like, well, I've wasted a whole day. But what else is there to do? You know what I mean? I golfed with Tug and Laz on uh, Tuesday during election day. We were like, let's golf. We'll stay out of the craziness. And then, you know, what else am I doing? Yeah, well, I, I think I, I knew this was going to happen. Um, I took a different approach. I, uh, I didn't watch any election stuff Tuesday night. So I had a great day in the yard. Riding great day in the yard. I know you sent you sent a text to me and Mikey. Oh my god! Showing, showing off your handiwork. God, the, the riding mower is amazing. Spent about three hours, three and a half hours in the yard, cutting the grass, raking the leaves, tidying everything up. Now, didn't you just do that? How often does this have to happen? Well, I did the front yard on Saturday. Ah, got it. So the back the backyard's about a half acre, so the front yard's not as big. But anyway, uh, yeah, you know, admired my work. Had to go full Walt Ruther and just stare at the patio and spend some time out there. And, you know, I, I decided I'm not going to pay attention to the election. I'm going to get stoned and everybody was great. And I wasn't hearing anything. And uh, I watched the first episode of Mandalorian and I was probably 1130. I had no clue what was going on until I got a text from Yoshi and he ruined the whole thing. Why? How did Yoshi ruin the whole thing? I didn't want he, any- he, he just wanted to talk election stuff. I didn't want any information. And then Yoshi blew up my phone with a bunch of text and was like, Ohio's going Trump. And I'm just like, well, like, there it is. Did you think that you were going to be able to avoid forever who was the president of the United States? No. <laughs> You're like, listen, don't, I, no spoilers. I don't want to know if it's Reagan or Bush. Did Trump get reelected? Just don't tell me. I don't want to know. I've got a DVR. My goal was to make it through Tuesday night and going to sleep, having no clue what was going on. Such a weird personal goal. Well, it was just because I didn't want to get anxiety. Not that it's anxiety. I just didn't even want to think about it. Like my little brother called me and I said, don't say a word. (laughs) Don't say a word. I let certain friends know, don't say a word. I muted the text thread with the Ruther brothers. I was like, I don't want to know. 
And then, because the minute Yoshi said that, it, it gives some sort of indication, right? Yeah. Like, okay, this is going to well, be Well, the, the, the fun part for me is uh, I've, I've started getting into live betting more and more with football games. And, like, my move is to take teams. I don't, I don't place live bets all that often, but my move will be to place live bets on teams that are down. And if I think that they're going to come back, try to get some value when they're down. And, and one of the sites that I use, they were, they were allowing you to live bet the presidential thing. Ooh. And so then I was like totally intrigued in that. I was like, oh man, like this is really swinging like all over the place. Like at one point they had Trump at minus like 650. I was like, that's in, I was like, so Trump is officially the next president. And then like a couple hours later, it had swung back to where Biden was favored again. And I was like, this is just, it's craziness. Yeah. Well, obviously so many states are still so close, which is then going to create this recount. And- which we all knew was going to happen regardless. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that, that's one of the reasons I went into my bunker, so to speak, was just, I don't want to deal with it. And people get so worked up as you know. I know that was the thing. Like I actually leaned into the complete other thing. Like I loved being on Twitter, watching all the panic. Cause obviously the majority of people that I follow would be probably considered liberals. And they just like the panic when it wasn't going their way. I mean, Rappaport was like, influencers don't influence shit. I hope you all learned your lesson. And I was like, you've literally made a career out of just calling Donald Trump dick stain for the last four <laughs> years. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is your brand. Uh, but I loved it. And then obviously like I got involved in, in some of the social media stuff, right. In tweets and, you know, joking you, on the whole situation. You went, you went gangbuster viral. That's the most viral tweet you've ever had. Right. Oh, by far. Yeah by far in a landslide. Uh, and, and again, that was just me, you know, as, as many of my political tweets are, and even my sports tweets to some degree, you know, uh, it's, it's calling out the hypocrisy and it's calling sure. out people with, the, co- reminding people of their dumb takes, you know? Like it was just the presidential uh, equivalent of me doing the like, so that, the East is now the weak conference. Is that what we're saying now? Like reminding people of the dumb shit that they said. So I just wrote a tweet reminding, you know, Republicans that basically uh, they consider a baby, you know, sacred once it's, once it's been in the womb. And I was like, I just made the equivalent joke of uh, votes uh, get their life when they get in the envelope. And it went crazy which was really just me trolling like three people. And then well, of course- Well, it's interesting, like we texted about it. When you have a tweet like that, it's funny because then everybody just instantly assumes you're one way, even though you are a stand-up comedian just writing a joke. Right, totally. And, and that's the thing. I mean, for, for this election, obviously a lot of the easy targets and a lot of the easy humor is- how Trump people are handling it. And so it's like, I just gotta, you know, I'm just, I'm just shooting at the targets that are out there. And then exactly, it comes to like, you know, you liberal cuck, you're, you want to murder babies. I was like, man, you have, 
yeah, missed a point. But actually, as far as viral tweets go, I think most uh, most conservatives who read it just felt fully owned because they did. I didn't get the angry. I didn't get. I didn't get one one hundredth of the angry replies I get if I write something about Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, or Ohio. Or Ohio. Oh yeah, Ohio was definitely the worst ever. Yeah, that was the most. That was the most anyone's ever been triggered. Do you think, I, I always think this when I'm driving, because I still have California plates. I feel like people see me in my little bitch car with California plates and people instantly are like, fuck that guy. I hate him. Yeah. Don't you think that? Probably. You drive by, you got your little, you know, mid, mid-career Bieber haircut. You're like, <laughs> you, you got your, uh, you know. You get your fanny pack on. They're like, look at this fucking guy. Look at this cook. Get your ass out of here and back to California. I do want to say this, and we texted about this last night. The one thing that has got me worked up, nothing has really got me worked up, is just the pushing everybody to vote. And Yeah, and, you said that. And it comes from all fronts. It comes from friends, my own family, celebrities. I think, and I've said this before, I don't know if I've gone into detail. I think when people tell people to vote, I, I find it intrusive. I'm being sincere here. I, I think it's offensive. I think it's none of your fucking business. I, I don't, I never understood that because well, to it me- Well, it seems like you, you, you're also dealing with it on some sort of personal level. Like I, I think we all see the celebrity thing, like the blanket vote the vote campaign, everybody vote, vote or die was the thing back in the day when Bush was running. Um, but like, no one really tells me personally, like I don't have friends or family that are like, you voting? Vote, you gotta vote. Like, I don't, yeah, but just, Joe, I don't you, deal with that. We, we both know people who you see it on their social media. I, I, I just think that's, it's, to me, this is the equivalent I use. I don't tell anybody to do with their body, who they marry, any of that stuff the drugs they want to do to me, it's the, it's the, it's exactly the same parallel or along that line. I don't care what somebody does. So I think it's, I, I literally do. I think it's, it's very intrusive for you to have the audacity to tell me that I should vote or not vote. That's none of your damn business. And I, you see a lot of it. And I just think and what pe people are saying is vote for the person I want you to vote for. Then just say that. And, and honestly, if you look at it and if you look at what's going on in this election in terms of Donald Trump wanting votes to stop, basically the campaign is always Democrats want you to vote because they think more votes means their guy's going to win. And Republicans, you don't see a whole lot of Republican. You don't see like Clint Eastwood being like, you better vote. Yeah. You know, um, that was a terrible Clint Eastwood. I was like more of like a Sam Elliott. <laughs> Yeah, like, like my brother, one of my brothers was doing that. And he was asking me a thousand questions. And I just wrote back, I wrote, why do you care? I wrote, it's none of your business, dude. It's none of your business. Did you you should have just wrote back, like, I'm still registered in California. He's like, oh, forget it then. It doesn't matter. No, I actually, I sent him the clip, the, one of the famous George Carlin bit clips about voting not matter. Yeah. Which basically, he wrote, he wrote that's a uh, great clip. And I wrote, yeah. It looks like you didn't want. It looks like you didn't really absorb it, though, because that's literally what he's saying about all this stuff. So, look at the, at the end of the day. But you voted. I did. 
but but that's not because people told me to you voted because you just had to get d's nuts off your chest i mean come on joe i you know i've never voted for d's nuts it was a first did you feel like i mean you already said you basically wrote an entire troll vote i did and, and a the, lot of them lost to be honest i was surprised from, from the props to the from to your candidate so. because I, I i guess i'm to the point now uh i i've gone even farther to that point of being like it's all bullshit but i also don't want to be that guy because to me that guy is also a douchebag too yeah. much you know what i'm saying like, I don't want to be that guy who just shoves it down your throat too much. And maybe I do. And maybe I'm, I am that guy. I don't know. I mean, you're sending George Carlin clips to your family members. Just shut him up. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just... I, I, My favorite thing was when you tweeted that all of your family voted for different people and somebody called you a liberal cuck. That was, that was maybe my favorite. Which I got to say, Andy, here's the thing. We have like the the amount of people like even on my tweet that are like 14 year old dirty sports listeners who are like rabid Trumper conservatives. Here's the deal. Whatever you think when you're 14 years old, I promise you won't think when you get hair on your chest. Sure. One yeah. way or the other, you're going to learn a lot about yourselves. You will. 15 year olds trying to talk politics with me. It's like, guys, uh, get laid. And then you're allowed to have, you're allowed to have an opinion on abortion when you put your penis in something. Before that, you're not even allowed to have an opinion. Yeah, I know. I, I, I look at some of the people I voted for in the past and also some of the policies that I supported and just how much it's changed. It's funny though, like people think I'm a lunatic. Like my neighbor, she was talking to me and everybody just assumes I'm like uber liberal because I'm from California, even though on most social. I mean, I think it, it also might be that you cut your lawn in a rainbow G-string and you were on your riding mower. <laughs> That's the thing, Prano, like you and I would be, on most issues, we would be very liberal and very progressive. Yeah, yeah but, of course. But it's, it's, it's funny when like, when then it goes to a whole new thing and like people are like, what? Like my, na like my neighbors, they, have, they had Biden signs up and they're, right. by the way, they're, they're the sweetest people. Great family, three kids, they're nice. And I was talking to her and so she's getting the vibe that I'm like anti-Trump. And then I was like, no, you don't understand. I'm for legalization of all drugs. And then suddenly it's like, whoa, okay. Uh, you're, you're a little too much for me right now. I'm going to just- You got to move to Oregon. They decriminalized everything. I know, man. I Go like Oregon. that Yeah. Smoke some crack? Well, you can't get arrested for it. Can you imagine just getting a fine for smoking crack? A nice, like you jumped a turnstile. I feel like we need to relocate all those Venice people then to Oregon. I think that will probably end up happening to some degree. You think? Yeah, a little bit. I think, I think a little bit people will make an effort to get there. The people, some street people who- you know, the only thing that they do have to worry about is cops catching them doing drugs. And, and good. That's great. That's a, a free market economy. Well, I'm just, you know, my focus is on the, the, the marijuana, the cannabis movement. So three I more. I thought you were going to say the mayoral campaign. So it's, I'm just worried about who's going to be mayor. No, 
He's he's married. He's, I tell you, he's my he's my brother's good buddy. Yeah, he's, it's John Cranley. Uh anyway, let's uh, let's talk. Get into sports. some sports, Andy. Let's do it, Joe. Let's get into some sports. Obviously, we got NFL Week Nine, which we will preview. Before we get to that, we do have some NBA news, and we discussed this last episode, so it's a nice follow up. I can't believe this. It looks like they are pushing for a December twenty second NBA start. This is really surprising that they're going to start this early. And then uh, why not just go Christmas Day? Like, why not just make it a holiday? Christmas yeah. Day, start of the NBA season. I, I just think that's really early considering the season just ended. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it will affect like their preseason thing. Like I, I assume that they can get preseason with the same general length that they've always had it. Um, but obviously their break in between the end of the season and the start of the season is going to be shorter. Um, you and I are basically, you know, LeBron stands at this point. And I think that in terms of our rooting interest, I don't think the Knicks are going to be competitive for a world championship this year. So as far as my rooting interest goes, I think that this is a good thing. It's going to be – I don't think LeBron typically gets very out of shape during the offseason. I don't think if he had a normal amount of time off, he'd be eating potato chips. Um, so – but besides the kind of the freak LeBron James of the world, like I wonder how this will affect certain guys who are nursing injuries coming off last year who – or, or guys who tend to do that during the offseason, which is like let themselves go a little bit and then ramp back up. Um, you know, I'm a big CJ McCollum fan, obviously, um, and I listen to his podcast from time to time. And typically he says about a month after his season ends, he doesn't do anything at all. It's just kind of vacation. And then he starts back up again. He, he fully like rests his body. And I think that, you know, those guys will have time to do stuff like that, but how, how will it affect them that, you know, the ramp up is shorter. It'll be interesting. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't end in more injuries the start of next year. Yeah. Well, to, to kind of break it down the, the numbers in case anybody wants to know, basically it would be a 72 game schedule. <coughs> they want it to finish before the summer Olympics. Cause let's not forget we've all lost track, right? They've moved the 2020 Olympics in Japan to 2021. And they're estimating that if they... And, and NBA guys will be in that? I don't know. It's a good question. But what they're saying is if they, if they end before the Olympics, basically on time, um, it's worth between 500 million and a billion. I don't know exactly what this means. It says between 500 million and 1 billion in short and long-term revenues to the league and players. If they finish before the Olympics? With the schedule pertaining to how it would be now, yeah. Got it. So, most likely no fans, obviously, to start the season as far as in arenas. Um, so, the empty arenas. But, yeah, I mean, when did, when did that final game end? Was it October 11th or 12th? Yeah. So, we're talking – two plus months a little over two months yeah it's crazy now obviously these guys the elite guys have done the olympic thing um 
where they don't get an off season, you know, they go straight from the NBA season to the Olympics back to it. But just as a, as a whole league, it'll, it'll really be interesting to see how this plays out. Well, it seems like money is driving this, right? You know, the owners want the money, the players want the money. It's, it's, it's a, it's a purely financial decision, which is fine. You know, if these guys want to make the money and I think, you know, to kind of bring, the college sports into it, especially college football and college basketball. I think, you know, Joe, that's the problem is like, if these pro athletes want to risk making money for being on short-term rest or the COVID potential, you know, you know, that's fine. Like, like I have no problems with that, but that's where the whole thing comes in with college sports where it's like, well, they're not getting paid. So. Right. Well, that's, and that's, that's what I've said about college sports the whole time is like to ask people, to do this when you're not getting paid is really reckless and irresponsible and, and just kind of criminal. Uh, the NBA guys, it's a different thing. You know, it's like, like you said, they want the money, they want to get started. The, I think the issue tends to be if one guy goes down, you know, like knock on wood, I just pick a, pick a top 15 player. You know what I mean? If, if Luca gets hurt and then goes, well, I didn't have, you know, the, the summer off that I normally have. And I was nursing a knee ankle injury before that. And then I came back on short notice and now I get hurt. It's like, it's, it's the, it's the risk reward. You know, the NBA will go on no matter kind of who gets hurt, but you don't want to lose certain guys. And, and, and then God forbid what you lose one of those guys and then they take an issue with the NBA. Um, But I, I don't really know the other option. I mean, when else do you start? You know, you start in January, you start in February. Like, how, well, how late do you push it? I, I think the mindset, right, is that we're all on this awkward schedule, basically as a world now because of the pandemic. They're trying to just get back on track, so to speak. Right, right. And get back on the routine, normal 82-game schedule, even though it'll be 72 games, but for the next season after that. so. Right. You know, I understand that. I mean, you know, look at the college football season. Games are canceled left and right. The Pac-12 starts this week. We're in November. Right. Like, you know. But, I mean, the other thing with college football is like, oh, no, now the Pac-12 will have to play right up until a playoffs instead of having six weeks off between their last game and the start of a bowl season. Yeah. What about you personally? Because I got, I want to ask you about that. I, as far as going to games, I got a survey from the Cincinnati Reds in email and I filled it out. Uh, it was actually, I thought it was a great survey. I filled it out this morning and it asked a bunch of questions. You know, did I attend any games in 2019? You know, it starts there. Would I feel comfortable attending games in? This is from who? The Cincinnati Reds. Okay. Would I feel comfortable attending games in 2021? But then from there, it asks all these questions. What would make you more prone to attend a game? Uh, you know, where they bring the food to your seats, you know, wh- where there's no cash exchange, all these different questions. So they're clearly trying to get a gauge uh, from the fans. And, you know, obviously baseball is outdoors and I filled it out. You know, I would attend games and I would prefer to where you didn't, you know, have to have exchanges. And, and I checked, you know, they ask if would you take – 
food from a vendor. And I, I, I don't like that idea. You know, the guy walking around, I just think there, there's too many hands touching it. But right. what about you? You know, how would you feel, whether it's baseball or indoor sports? It's, it's hard to say right now. I mean, first of all, indoor sports, it's like, why? You know, um, I'm, I'm not a hockey guy. So when we talk about, indoor, I'm, I'm basically a baseball, basketball, football fan. So when it comes to sports, um, be, like basketball is better on TV unless you're close anyway. Yeah. So, and, and honestly, basketball, basketball in an empty arena is probably the worst of all of them when there's a less of a crowd. You're just like, am I watching a shoot around, whatever. So like, I don't need to go to a basketball game anytime soon. Um, baseball and football, I'm kind of in the same, the same position with football is like, you know, I, I am lucky that when I go to professional football games, I usually have a pretty good setup. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I tend, I tend to go to giants games. I get, I get a pretty good hookup, but even that I don't go to that many. So in the look, taking it outside of my own personal way, I attend NFL games. I'm not buying a ticket to go to an NFL game anytime soon, just to be there. Um, baseball is the one sport that I enjoy to go to because of the whole experience, because you're outside, because you're having a beer in the sun, it's a slow game. You're, you know, it's like a whole, to me, that's baseball is the one sport where it's more than the game that you're there for. Yeah. You know, the you're there for the atmosphere. And obviously football is, you, you, is big on the tailgating, but like, I'm not doing that anytime soon either. You know, that I don't see a time in the near future where me and 25 of my friends are drinking behind somebody's car. So sure. baseball, I mean, I think the thing for me would be, yeah, like what sort of distance am I going to have between me and other people? And then I, like I can avoid if I go to a baseball game doing anything, but having a couple beers, you know, like I don't need a hot dog. I don't need what I'll eat before I get there. But yeah, like I think I would, given the circumstances, uh, go to a baseball game and, you know, have a beer. Now, Joe, I know the dirtballs know, but we got to remind them. If you're having a beer at an outdoor venue, watching some Major League Baseball, what are you drinking? Miller Lite, the world's greatest light beer, the original light beer, a crisp American Pilsner. I mean, that's... To me, when you, it's, it's funny that like we're transitioning into a, an, an ad read here for Miller Lite, but truly the reason I would go to a baseball game these days is to like sit there and have a baseball game and have a Miller Lite. Like, yeah. I want to do that. I miss sure. that. Yeah. No, I, I bet, man. And, uh, you know, you've been stuck doing Miller Lite Zooms, right, with your friends and yeah. you have happy hours where you're socially distanced. And you're kind of confined to your, your own area. And, the, you know, eventually, as we know, we'll be able to connect with our friends and our loved ones more with a nice cold Miller Lite at a baseball game. Guys, Miller Lite, great taste with only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs. However you and your friends are enjoying Miller time, you can have the original light beer delivered by going to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports and find the delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 
96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Had a couple of Miller lights on the golf course with, uh, with Tug and Laz on Tuesday. It did, it did a good job of keeping my temper low, but it didn't, it didn't do a great job of keeping my temper low. I had a couple, I had a couple meltdowns on the golf course. How'd, how'd you, how'd you shoot? Not good. Started out great. Uh, and, and, and got hot for a minute in the middle, but just full, full couple of meltdown holes. And, uh, very frustrating. I got to get my ass out there. Tug, Tug called me after and was like, how's your throat? And I was like, okay. And he's like, you were, you were yelling fuck a lot on the golf course. And I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I it's just the no chill. It's, yeah, very, it's I, a very frustrating game. I definitely swear too much on the golf course, but the weather, I mean, this Midwest weather, Prano, it's unbelievable. It was like 40s Monday. Now it's going to be like 70s today, tomorrow. Like. I need to get back out there. There's a few courses by me. Hit yeah, nice like, little. can you still golf like these days, like in Cincinnati? Like, do they keep the courses open? And if it's like the weather's good, you can play. Yeah, I, I think most courses probably keep them open most of the year. Okay. Obviously, once it gets real cold, um, you know, I, I don't know, but yeah, I, I think you know, I bought so many edibles, man, and uh, like, wait, like too many. Actually, I'm going to ask you this. Now, I'll ask you on air because this will be good for the dirt balls to know too. Now, I, like, I bought so many that like, I'm looking at the expiration dates. Do those matter or does it just make it less potent? No, it's neither, honestly. Neither? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like the expiration – when, when you're talking about edibles and all that stuff and, and these days, like – for so long prior to it being legalized in places, the, you know, this was all done. I don't want to say black market, but this is all done in like real mom and pop factor. Like, Oh, some guy makes some weed butter and then makes some brownies and like puts it out there. And then like you keep that brownie in your, you know, uh, refrigerator for a decade. <laughs> like, uh, now because these, everything, when, when you, when the government legalizes it and you go like, okay, then there's all these things that you have to step through. Okay. Each thing can only be 10 milligrams back in the day. Like when I'm sure you, I don't know if you ever had the medical card. Like if you were ever buying it before it was legal, like legal, legal. I never had it, but I, I, I but you I took it, but you got I, it through people like you. I don't know if you yeah. remember, you got me chocolates a few times. Yeah. Like back then when it was like medical, it was like, oh, this cookie's got 7,000 milligrams. <laughs> and, now, and now everything, like when they, when they do the legal thing, all these little, you know, bureaucracy, bureaucratic like things have to happen. So now things have to have an expiration date and now things can only be this much milligram. Like I wouldn't worry about it at all, honestly. Yeah, because I was wondering. Like a little, maybe, like I think probably with anything a little less potent you know, but like, not like that, that date is like a randomly selected thing. That's probably like, that's when the chocolate turns. But especially if they're unopened, cause I was looking, like I bought so many gummies and I was like looking at it the other day. And then I was also thinking it's probably the same thing that they do with normal food, right? Like when they say expired, a lot of times food can go yeah. longer. It's best buy, you know? Yeah. I, I, I've told the story a few times on this show for, for different reasons, but when 
I went to Amsterdam with high times. It was me, Pizza Starro, and Guy Fiorita. And our last night there, our last day there, we bought mushrooms. And when you're in Amsterdam, because they're because mushrooms are legal there, yeah. The the guy was like, took us to a refrigerator and you had to get fresh mushrooms. And I was like, what? Like, because anybody in the US who's ever gotten mushrooms, it was like a baggie of dry stuff that oh, their buddy yeah. who knows the kid in high school who listens to fish had. And then you're like, <laughs> you're like, what is this? And he's like, it tastes like garbage. Put it in like peanut butter or tea or whatever. And so I was like, the idea that these have to be fresh is wild. Like I've never, not only have all the mushrooms, and I said this to the guy, I was like, not only have all the mushrooms I've eaten not been fresh, they've been so long Disgusting. dried. Yeah. And he was like, and the guy's like, well, technically, and then so he brings us into this other room. He's like, technically, this whole refrigerator is full of expired mushrooms. He's like, I can't sell them. Since you guys are here with high times, he's like, why don't you take a bunch of expired? I was like, yeah, give me all of your expired mushrooms, dude. That's great. And, he, and so we bought like one package of mushrooms. And then I think he gave us like two more full packages of like expired mushrooms. And we ate those too. And we were just like, we were tripping balls around the city. Yeah. Well, I think I've told it too. The first time I ever did mushrooms was in Amsterdam. And I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Going to the smart shop. It's all fresh. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I had such a great experience. That's a, that's a fun city to be tripping on. Yeah. With the canals and the sex shops or sex shows. I mean, I went to a sex show on shrooms, bro. Yeah, I don't think you're the first guy to do that. <laughs> I don't think you're the first guy to answer Amsterdam to do that. Uh, man, yeah, God. I, I, I've told I've told many different like the store the 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 our mushroom trip in Amsterdam. Like we took so much mushrooms that like it feels like it was a 25 hour trip. You know, it was probably four or five hours. And uh, one of my favorite parts though is I Pete kept having to go to the bathroom. And I was like, I don't want to go inside these like loud, you know, bars, whatever. And one time we walked in and it was like straight out of a movie. It was like people do la, 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 la. And we walked in, it was like record scratch. Like, Urgh! and they all yeah. like turned and looked at us. And I literally was like, I'm not going in and backed out. And finally I did have to pee. And we went into a, into a place and they were, we were like, do you have a bathroom? And they're like, it's downstairs. And we went like to the back of the bar, down some stairs, down a hallway, down some more stairs. I was like, are we going to a dungeon? And then uh, there's two little urinals. So Guy and Pete beat me in there. They go. I have to wait. They're done. They start washing their hands. I go in a urinal. They leave me. I'm like, guys, I'm, tr I'm pissing in a dungeon. And, <laughs> and you guys have left me here. And while I'm peeing, no joke. This guy comes in. He clearly like works there. He's like got, you know, an apron on or whatever. And he pulls open like a small door, like an Alice in Wonderland door in the, like in the wall of the bathroom. Did and this happen like, or were you just tripping, dude? No, I swear this happened and I was freaking out. He like comes into the bathroom and there's like a, a, a door that's like molded into the bathroom. And he like pulls, I'm like, there's a door there. And he just sneaks in. He like ducks down, he sneaks in, he closes the door behind him. And I was like, I literally 
stopped. I was not done peeing, but I was like, I am getting out of here. And then I'm running <laughs> out of this place. I was like, they definitely have a dungeon full of people down there. That's amazing. That's and I was like, you, I get outside. I'm like, you guys left me in there. This guy comes in. There's a small door. He goes into some trapdoor basement. Yeah, man. Mushrooms, you're, wild. I was just about to say, like, you're getting me amped up for some, man. Like, I want to go back to Amsterdam and do more mushrooms. I mean, I got to say, if with everything that's going on from the politics to the pandemic to whatever, like, everybody could use a little mushrooms in their life. I highly recommend that especially all the 15 year old dirt balls who are angrily tweeting about your conservative views to me, eat some mushrooms. Then let's see how, let's see how conservative you are. And if you don't have access to mushrooms, eat some edibles. Yeah. It, it will just like, am I allowed to say that? Am I allowed to tell 15 year old kids that they should all eat mushrooms? I think. Yeah. I yeah. Eat mushrooms. You weirdos. Take off your MAGA hat. Trade, trade your MAGA hat for some mushrooms. See if you ever put that hat back on. Yeah, but, but again, Joe, you, you have to – I know you're trying to give parental advice here, great parental advice, but you also, like you said, you, you understand clearly. It's like the opinions you have at that age. Is because you haven't eaten mushrooms yet. And also because of your parents usually. Right, right. Of course, I get that. But my point is if you want to speed the process along, yeah. It, if you're 15, the process of you figuring it out is going to take six or seven years. Eat mushrooms right now. You'll, it'll speed it up. Sure. It's, it, you'll fast track. It's like an AP course. You'll get your college credits out of the way early. On that note, let's talk a little sports media news, Joe. Big news today out of ESPN. They're laying off 300 more employees will not fill 200 currently open positions. ESPN has been doing layoffs now for off and on for about four or five years. This was leaked in the New York Post. And uh, I, I think it's an interesting discussion because ESPN is really at a crossroads. Um, I'll say this. Everyone's like, it's because of the woke shit. It's not because of that, I don't think. I didn't even understand what would be the claim. Like people were like, it's cause they're woke. It's cause they're woke, which they're, they're really like, they're really you, not. So, so, well, so the claim is that they're like losing money because they're woke and therefore yeah. they have to fire people. Okay. You're saying go woke, go broke, but it's not cause of that. It's, yeah. It, I know the saying it's, it's really not in my opinion. And I'm sure maybe there's some evidence to that, but, the main evidence is that people are just cord cutting. And for you who don't understand this, let me break it down. Oh no shit. Yeah. The fees that ESPN charges to the spectrums, the charters, the Comcast, you name it. ESPN is one of, if not the highest rate that they charge. I could be wrong on this, but it's, it's up there. I know for sure. Right. Amongst cable carriers. So that's why it's so expensive. And, Obviously, we've moved into a different age. We moved into different age of sports media with stuff like us, independent sports podcasts, to something like The Ringer. Um, all these different outlets, they have more. I mean, there was a time, Andy. That's the thing. I think that's that's the most important thing in terms of the available content. I mean, sure. there was a time as a young sports fan where I watched Sports Center three or four times in a row 
in a day. Yeah, me too. Because you're like, what else am I, where am I going to see these highlights? It wasn't the internet, like, let me go. And, and I feel like as a young sports fan, I knew a lot more about other sports than I do now. I knew way more about hockey in the 90s than I do now, about golf than I do now, about tennis. There were times when Wimbledon was the only thing on. Yeah. So I watched Wimbledon. I watched, I have watched more Pete Sampras tennis matches than I have watched every person currently playing tennis matches combined because there was a time where that was the only thing to do. And the idea that now, even myself, I only find the things that I want to know about. I'm not seeing NASCAR highlights anymore. I'm not seeing tennis highlights anymore. I'm not watching ESPN anymore. Cause like you said, I know the avenues that I can go, whether it be the ringer, whether it be somebody's Twitter feed, whether it be whatever. So the idea that this has anything to do with anything besides people having so many more options is, is kind of crazy. Yeah. And look, the numbers, it's not just ESPN. I mean, if you look at the numbers, I mean, more people watch an episode of cheers than will watch any single NFL game this year. Do you know what I mean? Like, because it's like everybody say that again, more would watch an episode of cheers. Yeah. Because it was like, that's true. Probably, or certainly no, like the finale. No, no way. The finale, I, I, maybe. I, I bet you, I bet you then any like non-national, you know what I mean? Any local game. Any... I, mean, I mean, these NFL games are getting, Sunday Night Football is still getting 12 to 15 million. Okay, viewers. Sunday Night Football is the only thing on. But like, my point is, there was a time there where it was the only thing sure. on. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get your point. So, so like, the, the idea of get woke, go broke is so, it's, it's honestly just so stupid well it's, it's it's just not factually based like 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 to me that's more of an opinion argument where like i said earlier i can look at what the fees are that these cable outlets have to pay to get espn and i can also look at the amount of people who've cut cable and cut those things i mean i mean and let's all let's let's talk about one other thing with espn espn was a bloated company for a long time. Oh yeah. You, you don't need they need to trim the fat. A, a reporter at at every single team's facility. Sure. Like I totally you know, agree. The idea is like who's Sal Palo Antonio? Oh, Sal Palo Antonio is a guy who covers one NFL football team the for yeah, for the ESPN. So he just he works for ESPN and he just hangs out at the Eagles facility. That's it. And they go to him once an episode maybe. And they go, Sal, what's going on in Eagles land? He's like, well, I was just talking to Andy Reid, who says Donovan McNabb wiped his ass from left to right today. And you're like, what? Yeah. It was a bloated company, and, you know, they got over their skis, and now they're overcorrecting. And honestly, if you watch ESPN now versus five years ago, is it a much different product? Well, look, it's it's – I don't watch it really um, in the same way. You know, I had it on in the background. Sunday Night Football – or I'm sorry, Monday Night Football ended the other day. Uh, and I have nothing against Scott Van Pell. I think, I think he's a talented host and talented anchor, right? But it's like I had it on for a couple of minutes and I actually started watching it. And I was saying to myself, why am I watching this? 
I yeah. just watched the game, the Giants Bucks. Like, like the, he, I'm not going to get anything new. And again, this is nothing against Scott Van Pelt. Like I said, I think he's great, but I just turned my off girlfriend my... for some reason cannot watch Scott Van Pelt. She's like, turn him off. Turn. It's like, it's like the boogeyman to her. You know, I, I, I just turn. Is it because he's bald? Does she hate bald people? I don't know. We'll have to ask her sometime. Yeah, I just turned it off. But, but it goes along with your point, Joe, of like, if I want to see anything, I'll just hop on Twitter. And I'm sure ESPN is going to do a reset button or, you know, they're going to pivot because they're going to have to. But what's crazy is in the middle of all this, and that's kind of a good segue, in the middle of all this, Joe, as well, ESPN is in a massive multi-billion dollar bidding war to try to get Sunday night football. ESPN is. Correct. To pair with Monday Night Football. Correct. Because ESPN wants a Super Bowl. Right. And currently, CBS, Fox, and NBC, the three networks, rotate the Super Bowl. Right now, listen to this. ESPN pays – this is what's crazy. ESPN pays – Now, would ESPN – would an ESPN Super Bowl be an ABC Super Bowl? Most likely, yes. Okay. So if you break down the numbers, ESPN spends $2 billion per year for Monday Night Football, which is crazy because Sunday Night Football, which most people argue is a much better product, ironically ran by former ESPN employees, Sunday Night Football only cost NBC $950 million. So ESPN is paying more than two times what NBC is paying. And most people would agree, and I would too. I don't know if you would. I would agree that that Sunday Night Football is the new Monday Night Football. Would you agree? Okay. I mean, I I don't I don't even really under I don't really even know what you know, the you know what, what I mean this, by that. Monday Night Football was always the pedestal, right? It was always. But you're the, saying, as in, like it's the premier game. Correct. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, I care think, about the most. I, I think, obviously, I think when the marquee games, I think the thing that Sunday Night Football is the flexing of Sunday Night Football. You know what I mean? Especially late in the year, they're able to flex those games into uh, the late game. Matchup wise, even prior to Monday Night Football, I think, I think, or Sunday Night Football, I think Sunday Night Football is only like 15 years old, right? Um, no, it's, it's, no, because ESPN had it. Remember back in the day? Right. It, oh, changed, so it changed to NBC, I want to say around, probably around that time, 2004, 2005. But like there was, you know, my point is Monday Night Football always had, the matchup could be whatever. You know what I mean? They always try to give X amount. They always try to have certain teams on at least once a year. Then and then, like by by mid season, those teams could not be good, you know. Sure. Um, but I mean, I still think that there's a Monday night football. There's there's something about Monday night football, and maybe it's lost on a younger generation because it doesn't hold the weight it did for us. But I still think that there's a marquee-ness to Monday night football as well. You have all the build up the whole hours before where you're not coming straight off of another game. I, I look. I agree that there's a buildup now. Just so you know, it's it's aired on NBC since 2006. So remember, yeah. Sunday Sunday used to be um, on uh, ESPN, and that's when ESPN was like, 
you know, like in the last 15 years, the way cable has even changed, it's like the amount of people that were watching ESPN 15 years ago as compared to today is probably, you know, percentage numbers wise, I don't know, but the percentage of people wise who have it, it's gotta be less. I, I just think, I think the games, like you said, Sunday night has the advantage of doing the flex. I think the games are so much better. The teams are so much better. I think it's a better produced product. I think the announcers are better. I think the, the in-studio is better. Like, I think, it's, I think it's better, in my opinion, on all fronts. And, that, and that's nothing to diss Monday Night Football. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, ESPN obviously is trying to add to what they have. But it's crazy to think these are multi-multi-billion dollar deals. It's crazy to think they're going to spend that when people are cutting the cord. Now, obviously, they're owned by Disney. And Disney has all that China money. China money. So who knows? What's the, what's the smirk? I, I, was, that, was that Trump? Was, I mean, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can call it a Trump. <laughs> China. I mean, I don't do impersonations. Yeah. You know that. China. I, I really like got into the, to the camera. Yeah. One. I know you leaned in. It was like this, like you were coming out of a pool. <laughs> your hair back you want to get to uh you want to get to some games yeah of course well before we do that joe i want to remind all the dirt balls that are oh, weekly. One, we can also agree thursday night football is the worst right oh yeah thursday night is awful <laughs> totally agree our weekly picks are brought to you by our friends at game theory picks who provide profitable sports betting advice at an affordable price subscription options include weekly monthly which will save you 20 percent and yearly, which will save you 50%. Since sports have returned in July, a $50 per play better would have profited over $1,000 in just a few months by following the advice from our friends at Game Theory Picks. Guys, receive your first month of Game Theory Picks for just $40. What a great deal. Yeah. Simply visit GameTheoryPicks.com and use promo code nfl twenty. Look, guys, I know how big betting is. I know how big all these, not only spreads, but in-game betting. Just go to GameTheoryPicks.com. These guys have factual, statistical advice. It's not just some idiot being like, I'm going my gun on this one. Carson Wentz is going to really come out with this fucking camo sleeve and really just sling the ball around. No. Trust, look, what, what, what do I love on this show? I love facts. These guys are statistically based. GameTheoryPicks.com. Use promo code NFL2020. A lot of smirks on that face today, Joe. Yeah, no, I'm just enjoying the, I, I, like the different characters that you're doing today. You're doing a lot of character work. I've been practicing. You know, I got I, a I lot. Didn't know, I, I didn't know if that, that almost seemed like it was like a, like a, like a, Deep South Joe Prano. It's like, Carson Wentz out here with a digi camo sleeve. It was a Deep South Joe Prano done by Matty Goldberg. Yeah, exactly. A little more lisp in it. Where's Goldberg these days? I was just going to say that. Goldberg has been playing in one long online poker game since the last time he appeared on Dirty Sports. No, we still stay in touch. I was texting with Matty... 
last last week. Yeah, it was it was recent. It was definitely uh, last week. And he's like, I got to reach out more to you during NFL Sunday. I think it was about Brady, maybe. Prano, there's a lot of chirping around you and Brady. Did, did you get a text from our boy Damo? Yeah. Did he send you what he sent me? I said, you got to send that to Joe. Yeah, 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 he did. I mean, I, 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 people can chirp to me all they want. I mean, we'll see, we'll see how it all works out. Like, great, Tom Brady, Tom Brady looks pretty good on the Tampa Bay Bucks right now. Tampa Bay Bucks have uh, great, great weapons. Great defense, running the ball. I mean, Tom the the Giants got after Tom Brady the other night. Obviously, he won the game, but I wouldn't say he looked magnificent in yeah. that Giants game. Um, look, Tom Brady wants to play till he's forty five. Tom Brady has six Super Bowl rings, correct? Correct. Nine um, appearances. Nine appearances in. He's been playing about twenty ish years. Yeah. So uh, he's been to the Super like Tom Brady has basically been to the Super Bowl every other year that he's been in the league. Pretty amazing. He wants to play till he's 45. So he's going to be on the bus for a couple years. Let's see how many Super Bowls Tom Brady goes to without Bill Belichick. I can't wait to see if I'm wrong, if it's been the GOAT the whole time. If they go to the Super Bowl this year, come on, man. Sure. If they go to the Super Bowl, they don't even year. have to win. In my opinion, if they go year one in what could historically be called a dumpster fire franchise, I mean, obviously the Bucks had a nice run with Dungy. They won a Super Bowl uh, with his guys with Gruden. But but you know what I'm saying? Like he went to a historically poor organization. If he yep. could take them to a Super Bowl in the first year, sure. I think you just, you just stamp that goat status. <coughs> Great. What would you actually? That's a great question. If they go to the Super Bowl, would you officially call him the goat? Would that turn the tide for you? I mean, it would. It would help his cause a lot. But again, I, I, th I mean, I think you also still you still have to look at the play. You know, um, if Tom Brady, if Tom Brady plays well, and they go to a Super Bowl, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, he, he obviously would have to, we are talking about though, you know, and we did talk about it last episode and we'll talk about it now. Like the NFC is wide open. So, yeah. you know, he's adding Antonio Brown that like, there's, there's a lot of things happening and, you know, Tom Brady definitely has that LeBron thing. And it's a little bit even easier in the NFL than it is in the NBA, but he has that LeBron thing where he left teams, and now guys are showing up to play with him. I mean, Gronk came out of retirement. No, he does. Ant Antonio Brown came out of retirement, and that's great, and and good for and and good for Tom Brady. There's, I have never once said that you can argue with Tom Brady's legacy. I've never once said that. I've never once said Tom Brady doesn't have more hardware than any professional football player ever, and I don't argue with that. My only argument for Tom Brady is if you were asking me who I want at quarterback. I, I don't know that I take Tom Brady for a game and I don't know that I take Tom Brady to start a franchise. So I, I you know, is it like people come at me like that's a diss. I don't know that that's a diss. Like, is that a diss? Yeah, to a degree it is, I think. With, with everything he's accomplished. By the way, 
And if you Tony, had to win, if you had to win one game, you're taking Tom Brady. Like statistically, career-wise, everything he's done. You're playing in a Super Bowl. You don't know your team. I'd say this much. It, it comes down to two guys for me. It's Brady or Montana. Right, and Montana has a perfect Super Bowl rating, basically, and has you know 19 touchdowns to one interception. Like the one thing you can't argue is that that guy played great. Oh, he was he, flawless when he got to the highest game. So, okay, so it comes down to those two. Now, you could say Tom Brady's the GOAT because if I say, if you're taking one guy to start the career, you're going, okay, well, maybe that comes down to a couple guys. Maybe it's Brady and, you know, Manning. Maybe it's Brady and Mahomes at this point. So sure. just like LeBron, you do in the NFL with LeBron, you could say, hey, if he's part of this conversation in bo on both sides, then he's the guy, right? And I, to me, it's like, just because I won't take him for either of those, I don't think that that's a diss. And also, what you know, him and Belichick have been paired together. Let's see. So, what who? My question to you would be: one game Super Bowl. I mean, he, I'm taking Joe Montana. And I'm not even thinking about it. Okay, well then, who's your backup? Who's your, you know, who's your secondary guy? If I had to win one game, I mean. Brady could be up there at this point. I know it's early, but like Mahomes is climbing that list for me on a lot, uh, on a lot of fronts. Sure. Yeah. By the way, before we get to these games, I, I have to read this off. Also There's, one game. I mean, is if, if Eli, how is Eli in the top five? Stop it. Stop it. Stop he's top, it. He's not in your top five. Get the fuck out of here. You had to win one Super Bowl game. No not way. Your top five. No, not even close. Okay. Not even like 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 look at my face right now. Have you seen how it's changed? I'm I'm disgusted that you would say such a ridiculous comment, Joe. Being a full homer, okay. Eli. I have a feeling Russ is in your top five. No, he's not. No. Well, that's good, dude. If I if, if I have top five, I, I, you know, I would say Brady, Montana. Like I said, for me, that's probably a toss up. I mean, I might have Elway up there. The guy played Lose, in a bunch losing, of them. Losing record in the Super Bowls. Didn't win one until he was handing the ball off to the MVP. Mahomes, of course, is in there. Aaron Rodgers. We're five already. Come on. I mean, I, I wouldn't have Elway in my, if I needed to win one game guy. Eli. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here, Joey. By the way, here's some numbers. This is kind of interesting, back to our initial point about the, the ratings, courtesy of uh, Stanga on uh, YouTube. This is kind of crazy. This shows the difference, though. Joe, the Eagles-Cowboys game, which we knew would have dumpster fire teams and a third-string quarterback, got 15.7 million viewers. The Bucks giants Marquee City, New York, obviously, they're down, but – Tom Brady, the star power, 11.7 million. So four more million people watch that game. To me, that sums it up where we're at yeah. with Sunday night versus Monday night. Right. Well, this Thursday night game is going to be a dumpster fire because the 49ers are either injured or they have COVID. Right. And they were, and they were I mean, they struggled last week. They're, they've now gone, Jimmy G, is a, they've, they've listened to our show. They've sat Jimmy G for a while to try to get him healthy. 
Um, is this a trap game because of this? With Mullins? No, I'm just saying, is it a trap game in general? Oh, they have COVID, they're injured, they have a backup quarterback, it's a Thursday night. I don't know, man. That's pretty tough for me because it's, – It's in the Bay? It's in Santa Clara? It is in Santa Clara. It's yeah. just no George Kittle. Yeah. Like, they're losing top guys to COVID. What's the spread on the game? The current line, wow, it's jumped. Yesterday it was five and a half. Now it's up to seven Packers favorites. I don't think this is a trap game in terms of a loss, but I think it'll be closer than people expect, although I'm still going to take the Packers. I'm going to take the Packers as well. I think it could be a game for a minute, though. Because you're going to catch these guys off guard because everybody's taking a deep breath because they're hurt and they're whatever. Now, here's a question for you on the 49ers. Look, I, I want to talk about both these teams and potential acquisitions. Obviously, oh. our boy. Oh, yeah. I like where you're going with this because I, I was thinking about this too. Our boy Laz is a big Niners fan, and there's a lot of talk about, like, what the Niners do at quarterback going forward. Is Jimmy G the guy? Is he not the guy? There's been rumors of Matt Ryan. I saw that. There's been rumors, although they're a little bit quieter rumors, but there's rumors of a Dak Prescott signing. Um, what is the next move for the Niners at quarterback? What, what would you do? Do you stick with Jimmy G? Do you try to upgrade Jimmy G? Do you go all in on a guy like Dak? Do you go all in on a guy like Matt Ryan for a couple of years? Well, you must have read my mind, I swear. Because when I was taking my morning shit in the basement, that's okay. where you I mean, I think that's where our minds tend to meld when we're both on the toilet yeah. and we have this, it's like twin brothers. We can, I can feel you getting cut. And that, that's where real men crap, by the way, you take dumps in the basement. That's what real men do. I was thinking the same thing and I was reading into it. I like that personally, I like the Matt Ryan thing. Here's my thing with Jimmy G, nothing against him. But you know what the difference is between Jimmy G and Matt Ryan? What's, the, what's, what's one of the biggest differences between those guys? One is healthy and one is not. Matt Ryan started his career with, until last year, he didn't miss a start. Jimmy G is hurt. And, guys, we've seen it before in the NFL, right, Joe? When guys have the injury bug, name a guy who had the injury bug early in their career, or at least when they became a starter where they changed the direction of that. It, normally, you keep that injury bug, right? Yeah. So for that reason alone, I don't think Jimmy G's a bad quarterback. But if you can't stay on the field, you're, you're worthless. Right. And Nick Mullins is a, is, you know, is a, is a fine backup. You know, he's, he's a whatever. But I, personally, I like the Matt Ryan move. Uh, you'd be pairing him with his former offensive coordinator as the head coach with Shanahan. I love it. You know, Dak just got injured. I, I don't even yeah. know, you know. I, I, you know, I was talking to Laz. Laz obviously a Niners fan. Laz was like, I would go Dak over Matt Ryan. I couldn't disagree more. I would, I would 100% think Matt Ryan with an end of his career run with his offensive coordinator, with his former offensive coordinator, with a chance to, you know, plan a good team 
that has uh, stability that 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 was just in a Super Bowl. Um, I think it'd be a nice move for them. Obviously, there's no sign that the Lions are quitting on Matt Stafford anytime soon. Obviously, he's also out. He has a, he has the COVID bug, but like he's a guy who I think has to come up anytime you talk about a quarterback situation and a guy that's being you know mismanaged by his current team. And then I'll just say it: the other guy. I mean, I think this would be the the perfect situation for the Niners. Obviously, it's a guy you can't really talk about him being wanting to be moved either, except for the fact that they drafted a quarterback that seemed to have pissed him off. Aaron Rodgers. Is Aaron Rodgers back to the Bay. Cal guy, wa- always wanted to go to the Niners. So apparently, I don't know if he harbors beef with the Niners still because they didn't draft him. It's a totally different organization now. But, like, if I was the Niners – in the off season, my first call would just be like, Hey, you guys did draft Jordan love. What are we talking about you needing? Yeah. Well, I've seen that too. I think that's more of obviously a far-fetched scenario. Um, But it seems like we both agree that, that Jimmy G just with this injuries, he's just not the answer. Yeah. And then, and then on the Packers side, what do you think about all this talk of Will Fuller, Fuller to the Packers? Well, from what I've read, they they wanted – the Texans wanted too much. And so that deal has fallen apart? Yeah, because the trade deadline ended. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it ended. Was, was that, oh, was the trade deadline on election day? I think it they ended – did, did they sneak it in on us like that? I think it ended – well, the election day was November 3rd. I think it ended November 4th. Yeah, I think it was. I think it, maybe it might have ended that night. Got it. Adam Schefter had a thousand phones. He's like, I don't know what to follow, the electoral college or the trade deadline. That's Joe, too bad. That would have been a nice pickup for them. Yeah, it would, have, it would have been real nice. Well, when I'm watching the games tonight, I know you and I will both be playing the Stakes app, guys. Stakes is a free new app that takes game time to another level. Simply answer questions in the app about the game, which we'll be doing through combos, and I'll be going through a few of those. You can win real cash. It's like HQ trivia meets sports meets your group chat. The best part is that it's totally free. Create your own private groups or play against friends. We have our own group. If you enter promo code DIRTY, that's S-T-A-K-E-E-S. I can't spell, Joe. S-T-A-K-E-S. There we go. Let's go through a few of these combos questions from the Stakes app. I already filled mine out, but I'll read them. We both said we're going to pick the Packers, which is their first question. Um, the second one, this is a good one. When Devontae Adams has been in the Packers lineup, he's been absolutely dyna- dy- dynamite. How many receiving yards will he have tonight? Will he have A, 75 or less, B, 76 to 105, or C, 106 or more? I'm saying 76 to 105. He's been shredding off our defenses, though. I'm going to go one or six or more. Okay. How about, how about this one? The Packers and 49ers are both averaging a little over 125 yards on the ground. Who will rush for the most yards this evening? <coughs> Packers or the 49ers? Uh, I think the Niners. Okay. All right. I think that that's the only way that they stay in that game is if they pound the run. Yeah. And I'm it, seems say pa- like they, it, it seems like they find running backs just on the scrap heap. I'm going to say Packers. And the last one, when will the first score of tonight's game come? 
A, eight minutes in the first quarter or earlier, B, eight to 15 minutes in the first quarter, or C, second quarter or later. I'm going to go A, eight minutes in the first quarter or earlier. First score, not even touchdown? Yeah, first score. Yeah, I'm going to go early. All right. Well, guys, make sure that you download the Stakes app. You can join our private group. After you download the Stakes app, simply enter code DIRTY to compete against Joe and myself. Plus, Stakes is offering private group members special game perks that increase your chances to win free cash. Stakes is currently only available for iPhones and iPad. Play for free. No credit card or purchase necessary. That's Stakes, S-T-A-K-E-S, in the App Store. All right. So we both got the Packers winning and covering. Next up, Broncos, Falcons. (laughs) This game. Yeah. Atlanta, which is currently, it seems like might be deciding the election, one of the big cities, uh, is a four-point favorite. Uh, I like it. I'm taking Atlanta. I wanted, I wanted to take that. I mean, this is, this is the Atlanta story for me, but I'm gonna, Atlanta has had a hold on me for so long, but I am, I am hopeful that the Dan Quinn thing being gone, it's there. It has to be a culture change. Atlanta figures it out. They finally put two games together in a row. I'm going Atlanta. It's in Atlanta, correct? It is. Yeah, I'm going to go with Atlanta. For that reason, I'm going to take the Broncos, even though I don't want to. Atlanta, gonna Atlanta. All right, this is a fun game. The Seahawks travel west to east to head up north to face the Bills. The Seahawks are three-point favorites. Wow. I am going to take the Bills. Yeah. um, I mean, the Seahawks – Played so well last week. But to me, when you look at the when you look at the game that the Seahawks lost, this this feels like a similar thing, you know, like a kind of a wily offense, a pretty good defense on the road, west to east, Buffalo. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Bills. All right. I'm going to be a contrarian again. I will take the Seahawks to win and cover. You'll take your Seahawks to win and cover. My boy, Russ. Yeah. Is, is Russ still your MVP, by the way? I mean, it's tough, dude. You, you know, you got, you got him, you got Mahomes, you got Rodgers. It's like – Mahomes I, certainly made a big push last week. I know it was against the Jets, but – I think I think the thing with Mahomes last week against the Jets is like and and this is not even a knock on Russ, but like unless Russ continues to have like just crazy games from a from a statistical standpoint, Mahomes is probably gonna surpass him just because of the style of offense and the weapons and all that. Pass him in what way? Just in yards and touchdowns and all that. Like I think he'll probably end up surpassing him in the in the in the statistical totals but i don't necessarily ever believe that that means most valuable like that it's a statistical award but i mean look I, do that. look right now it, it, most people say it's between those two i also think russ has an advantage that he's never won one right it doesn't mean he deserves it you know you know what i'm saying it, it's we see it all the time in the nba it's like who's the technically most valuable player. If their numbers are similar at the end of the year and the Seahawks win the division, you know he's going to get it. Yeah. 
because they want to give Russ his uh, first MVP. All right, moving right along. The Bears and the Titans are facing off in Tennessee. The Titans are six-point favorites. That is a big spread, and for that reason, I'm going to take the Bears. I said this last week, and I made some dough on them, but, like, I don't have any confidence in the Bears winning this game, but I do have confidence in them being in the game. Sure. And you almost you you can almost make money counting on the Bears losing these games. Uh, I'm going to take the Bears as well, just like uh, I did against the Saints, where they didn't win, but they played to overtime. All right, next up, Baltimore travels to Indy, where the Ravens are – so, so this is, these are the two former franchises. Is that correct? I'm always confused by that. This is well, because Baltimore and Baltimore. No, because the, the Ravens are the former Browns. Right. So yeah, I'm a little a little wrong on that. All right. So they're both five and two. The Ravens are two point favorites on the road. I think the Ravens have to win this game, but I'm I gonna agree. Go, I am going to go. For that reason, I gotta go Ravens. I'm gonna go Ravens too. It's it's also one of those games where like I don't know that if there's any proof to this. And obviously, being that their division is um, the 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 Browns and the Steelers and the Bengals, we don't get to see it a lot. But like the Ravens' offense seems like it would enjoy being inside. Am I wrong? I mean, speed in terms of Lamar, like I think that this could be a big offensive game for them. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Yeah. All right. Moving right along. The Panthers travel to KC where the Chiefs are 11-point favorites. Wow, 11. I'm going to take the Panthers just on the 11. Yeah, I am too. They've been in every game. Yeah. We'll probably both get that wrong because the the Chiefs are – Figuring it out. Oh, yeah, especially at home. All right, this next one is a big spread. The Vikings are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't know who they're playing or where they're playing them, but I'm going to take the other team. Well, and I know why. Against the Lions, there's no Matthew Stafford. Ah. Uh, That's why they're flying. I'm going to take the Vikings. All right, your Giants. Who's playing quarterback for the Lions, by the way? Is it David I was ready to say David Blatt. That was, that, that was the former Cavs the, coach. The Israeli <laughs> former Cavs coach? Uh, wait, excuse me. Can I change my – if David Blatt's playing quarterback for the Lions, I'm going to have to <laughs> – I, I, I would never normally take the Vikings minus four and a half over anybody, except maybe David Blatt. Let's see who is playing for the – who is, who is going to – what is his name? David Blau. Blau. <laughs> Not David Blatt. But I would like to see David well, Blatt. I actually think David Blatt probably gives him a better chance to win. So are you going to still go Lions to cover that four and a half? I will just on the, uh, the wonky-ginness of the game. All right, I'm going to go Vikes. All right, you Giants, tough loss you guys had. It was a good game against Brady and the Bucks. You guys traveled to D.C., face Washington. Washington's two and a half point favorite. Your one win on the year is against Washington, correct? And three of Danny Dimes' four career wins are against Washington. If there's, 
the, there's almost nothing that's a sure thing about the New York Giants these days, except that they're going to lose close games and that Danny Dines owns the, the Washington football team. I'll take the Giants. I'm going to take Washington. Dude, his turnovers are just so bad. I mean, hit, not only is turnover so bad, I mean, the, there's the fumbling thing, which it seems like maybe he's gotten a hold of a little bit in terms of like having this quarterback clock go off where it's like, it's, you know, you know, the saying nothing happens, at, nothing good happens after midnight. It's like nothing good happens after X amount of seconds in the pocket. Wait, like, wait, that's a saying nothing good happens after midnight. Yeah. The best times in my life have all happened after midnight. After midnight. It's, uh, you know, or 2 a.m. Every, every dad's got a different time. I mean, I mean do you know how many great drunken drug sexual memories I have? They all happen after midnight. Yeah. I take that um, saying, throw it out the window. Uh, so um, he, he seems to figure out, but, like, his turnovers in the last game, I mean, just you talk about just wreck list decisions Reckless. what are you doing in a game that they were winning and just and, and 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 such heavy Carson Wentz vibes it's like bro fucking throw the ball away yeah you're right it's a good way of putting it definitely heavy Carson Wentz vibes all right this next game nobody wants to watch two one and six teams the Texans travel to the Jags where the Texans are six and a half point favorites I assume uh, Texans are six. It's at the Jaguars. I'm assuming. I'm assuming Minshew's got to be out, right? The starting QB's got to be out. Yeah, they're starting rookie Jake Lutton. Oh, it's Jake. Well, it's it's Lutton Mania. I'm gonna go with the Jags. Lutton, it's Lutton Sanity. You're going the Jags, huh? You remember yeah. Minshew Mania? Jesus. Yeah, I was all about it. <laughs> I'm going to follow your lead and take uh, the Jags. All right. The Raiders. My, my AFC football team. My Raiders. Well, they're coming to town, Joe. They're going to be playing at SoFi Stadium against my team, the oh, Chargers. Man, I wish I could go to that game. Well, the line is currently – off basically it's at minus zero for the raiders wow well i was gonna say i was actually you know planning on betting the chargers being an underdog here um because i think this will be a good game i think this has the potential to be a chargers win but at a zero spread at an off i'll take the raiders yeah i'm gonna excuse me i'm gonna agree with you. <coughs> all right pittsburgh travels to dallas i don't even know who's playing quarterback for dallas uh is it Danucci? I think it's um what's his name? I think it's uh who's the guy they just activated from the practice squad? It's um God, you know his name. They bringing him back. Garrett Gilbert? No. That's who's starting. Is it? Yeah. I or Coop, they, I or Cooper Rush? Coop, Cooper Rush. It's not Cooper Rush? Who is start- here's the thing. I don't care. Tell me what the spread is. It really doesn't matter. It's not Dak Prescott or Andy Dalton. Well, it's, it's either Colin one of Kaepernick. those two. Yeah. As of an hour ago, they are waiting to choose. I mean, this, this is the options. Yeah. What's could the spread? They, could, could they be more – like, they have the plainest white guys ever. The spread is 14. Wow. 
It's in Dallas. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers. I am too. But, 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 you know, this is my point real quick. This is my point. I understand the Dalton thing uh, was a smart move as far as having a backup. He's, he's probably maybe the best as far as, as far as the career he's had, best backup. Yeah. Um, like entering the season, right? But, like, you're still, like, I don't know. Like, these can't be your options. But this happens to them all the time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But what are you going to do? They, they, they paid a veteran backup to back up Dak. What are you going to do? True. All right. I, I'm intrigued by this game, Joe. The Dolphins and the Cardinals. The Cardinals are coming off a bye. The Dolphins are coming off beating the hell out of the Rams. Tua didn't have to do much. But now he's going against a pretty good a defense. A good defense, yeah. Arizona on the road. Cards are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Ooh. It's bigger than I thought it'd be. Man, that is tough. West to east. What time's that game? It's a 425 start time. I'll take the Cardinals to cover. I'm going to take the Cardinals as well. Welcome 10 to the a.m. NFL. 10 a.m. start. I was going to go the other way. Yeah, welcome to uh, the, NFL, the NFL, too. I think you're going to take some hits this game. All right, Sunday night football game. I am stoked for this. I am very excited in this NFC South battle. Brady, Breeze, two 40-year-olds. First place on the line. Bucks are four and a half point favorites at home. No, they're not. I'm not doing that. I'm going to take the Saints. Yeah, you got to, right? Yeah. I just think, you know, uh, and, and by the way, the, the Giants defense is scrappy and is good. And they're, they've been playing well the whole year and they keep them in games. But to me, the idea that the Bucks are four and a half point favorites after the performance offensively that they put on against the Giants, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Giants had so many opportunities to win that game. I agree. I'm going to take the Saints as well. All right. And they're Monday Who night. do you think wins that game? I think the Bucs win it. I'll be honest. I'll be rooting for the Bucs. I mean, look. <laughs> Where's I the have, game? Where's the game? It's in Tampa. You know, I'm a Brady stand. Like, like I'll be honest, I root for Brady. I like is it, Brady. Is it all the cheating that makes you feel like you should support him? He's a winner. <laughs> I like him. Like, I don't know. By the way, that's, that is what people say about Donald Trump. They're like, he's a winner. He's been winning his whole life. No, I think they're, they're a little different. <laughs> you know, you know, Brady, Brady had to earn it. That's the truth though. Brady had to work for it, even in college. And when he was drafted, the, the big D, the big Don, he didn't, didn't have to really earn anything. Is that what people say about Donald? They say he's a winner. Yeah. I mean, recklessly, but yeah, you hear, you hear that a lot. Yeah. What do you think they say about Andy Ruther? What do they say about me? They're like, Wins sometimes, loses sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like, oh. I mean, we are waiting. On, we are waiting on him to wear the L chain for a week. Yeah, I gotta fix that. Is that Thank a week you. or two weeks? It's a good question. I think the original bet was like the two weeks between playoffs and the Super Bowl. No, I think it was a week. Okay. 
I believe. Let me let me ask you this though. Back to that Bucks game. Over under. I'm gonna, I'm gonna set. It. I don't know, and I'm sure Vegas has some good odds on this. I'm just gonna do the Andy Ruther one off the top of my head. Over under 50 yards for Antonio Brown. Mm, under. Yeah. What if, what if I move that to 45? Getting close. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, look, the, the, the thing is 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. I feel like either way, it's a coin flip. Like he's either going to go off or he's not going to go off at all. You sure. know what I mean? I think he's, I think there, if I had, if I had money to spread around, I would spread money on, you know, under 40 yards and I'd spread money on over 85 yards and I would leave that middle alone. You think he finishes the season with them? Yeah, probably. I mean, he's living at Brady's house. I mean, unless it's an injury, I don't, I don't think he does something wrong that gets him removed. At this point, he's probably got to figure he's got to be on his best behavior. Yeah, it's probably his final shot. All right, we have a bad Monday night football game. Once again, after uh, a good Sunday night game, the Patriots travel to New York. They're seven-point favorites against the Jets. The Jets are that bad that the Patriots are seven-point favorites. Yeah, and, and Belichick owns the Jets, and the Jets are terrible. Seven still, like, seven's still too high for me. I think I'm going to take I, the Jets. I agree. You know what? No, just enjoy the stacks of money you get betting against the Jets. Have the Jets covered on a line this year? I'm going to go with the Patriots. I'll go with the Patriots. What was I thinking? You know what? I got to look that up. Have they covered? It's a great question. No. Oh, they have. They've covered once. They're 1-7 against the spread. I'm still going Jets. Well, because Vegas, you know, mathematically, it would say it's in your best interests. Yeah. All right, week nine, Joe. Maybe we'll have a, uh, a president announced, at least before the formalities of, of court. Well, since you mentioned that, Andy, it's been um, – I wanted to do it here. And um, I thought about doing it on social media, but I'm going to do it here. I'm conceding. Presidential election. Um, I have talked to my legal team. We will not be uh, spending time nor money nor putting the American people through the drama and the trauma of uh, recounts. I will not be fighting the uh, vote totals in any state except for New York. I, I, I got to think I pulled better than they're saying there. I, I did better. I'll be conceding. But as I have said to a number of my followers um, in our election day uh, messages, Prano 2020 is a state of mind. Am I running for president in 2024? Yes. But we're still sticking with Prano 2020. The message is going to be, you guys fucked up last time. Don't make the same mistake twice. You should have voted for Prano in 2020. You will vote for Prano in 2020. I think essentially every election from here on out is the 2020 election. I think your slogan should just be eat shrooms. I, it's, it's been on my platform for years. It's short. It's concise. Yeah. It's very direct. But Andy, here's the thing. And this is 
true and it's been true before all this has been true prior to dirty sports been true prior to you and i knowing each other the phrase fix your life is basically eat mushrooms that's what that means yeah fix your life sure you know 2020 forever we'll be back we'll be back strong in the midterms we'll be back strong in 2024 <sighs> Like Kanye said, if 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 God wants me to be governor first, so be it. Thank you for all of your support. Stickers and t-shirts are still available at JoePrano.com. <laughs> A lame plug at the end of that. Unbelievable. <laughs> While you guys are at it, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. Uh, and if you leave your Twitter, Instagram handle or DM us uh, after leaving a review, I will send you some koozies. I, I got to actually remind myself to go to my storage unit to pick up uh, those koozies, but everything is back here in Cincinnati. That's it for me. At Joe Prano on Instagram, at, at Fix Your Life on Twitter. Go and enjoy my tweets that have been going viral today. Uh, all kinds of fun people sharing them. Yeah, you're, cr um, you're crushing me. You're crushing me. I, you, you, know, you know, I've been tweeting a little more, and I, I think I've had some clever tweets, but you're crushing me. Uh, you look every once in a while you get one good one. Uh, and so follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I also put up a, a video version of that tweet on TikTok. You can go follow me at Joe Prano on TikTok at Joe Prano on Venmo. If you want to support the 2022 and 2024 campaigns and then rate review and subscribe to the dirty sports podcast. Yeah. Support. You guys are the base. Also eat mushrooms. Oh yeah. Definitely eat mushrooms. Make that happen. All right, dirtballs. Enjoy your week. Don't argue with people. It solves nothing. That's right, Joe. It solves nothing arguing with strangers online. Uh, have a great week, guys. Spend time with your family. Tell them you love them. <laughs> these, are all, these are all important things we need to do. Tell them you love them. Just tell people you love take, them. Take your vitamins. Hydrate. Oh, yeah. That's very important. Got to have clean urine. Clear urine, I should say. I'm all about the clear urine. All right. On that note, don't forget, stay dirty.